And welcome to another edition of Pharaoh's Halftime. I'm Anton. What's up, guys? Antonio here. And yes, uh, this is our post-snow show slash pre-Thanksgiving show. Extravaganza. Yep, that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we couldn't record uh, a show this past Thursday due to the, due to the inclement weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was big here in, in the Northeast. It was in New York. Snowstorm in the middle of November. We were supposed to get one inch of uh, snow. It turned out to be like three, four inches. Commutes Man. were a disaster. People were telling us horror stories of how it, how long it's going to get home. Three hours, four hours, five hours. Some people said seven. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. Just, it was just packed out Times Square, subway station. Uh, this winter is going to suck, man. I don't think so. I think it's going to. I, I think I think it, we just got the we just got. You know what it is? I think whenever it snowed early, mm. it would be a warm winter. Case in point: twenty twelve. 2011 uh, I, and 2010, mm-hmm. when it snowed early, nothing else came after. Let's, uh, from your mouth to God's ears, bro. Let's, let's see <laughs> what happens. Let's see what happens. But how have you been, man? I'm good. Chilling, working, looking forward to my England trip next week. I leave on Thursday. Oh, man, it's going to be such a good time. I can't forget. Wait. That's good. Yeah, that's dude. Good. But uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wait. A lot of food. It's the first time uh, we're not going to my our family friend's house this year. So mm-hmm. this is the first time in a few years. So my parents are hosting. We got a couple of relatives coming over, and I I'm excited because for once I don't have to goddamn dress up. I can actually <laughs> wear sweatpants. I'm gonna go looking like LeBron James in that in that Sprite commercial <laughs> where he's just wearing a vest just to make it look good. But so, I'm, I'm, I'm that's what I'm doing. I I am going to do them express sweatpants. Yeah, get the hell out of here, it's Express. <laughs> it's all about Nike, boy. <laughs> but yeah, we have a lot to cover up. Uh, we had the we had the international break. Mm-hmm. We had the Premier League fallout. A, a lot has happened in the past few days. Yep. But I want to start this off by saying why I absolutely detest the international break. Tell me why. Well, first and foremost, my first reason. Now that this is all opinion. The disclaimer, this is all opinion, so you don't have to agree with anything, mm. but don't get butthurt if I say something you don't like. Yeah. This is to everyone. I think the players talk to the media way too much. Case in point, every player on goddamn Belgium. Mm-hmm. Like, Chelsea has had a bunch of Belgians who talk too much. Yeah. The, the Snake, even Eden Hazard talks too much. Mm-hmm. It gets to the point where it's infuriating, and anything negative could, or even William. Anything negative could affect the chemistry of the team, yeah. the way the team works, the way the coach will try to coach the players, or like, or the way like the players view the coach. You know, I, I absolutely, I don't think players should be doing media without the disclaimer of the club. Yeah, no matter what, I don't care if it's even for international duty because they could be ruining. The, it has to be in both the best interest of the club and the, and the national team. Mm. They both have to somehow. I know it's a lot of work, and I know it's a problem, but they should come to like an agreement on how. Players should be approached by the media. Yeah, and it's also, I feel like the players have to kind of like, if they're a big shot in their club teams, they kind of have to put that aside when they put on their international, you know, nation's yeah. shirt and just, you know, play for their country. Like, uh, I could see like somebody like, you know, Neymar, for example, who's like a superstar on like PSG. Like, I feel like he would do better on Brazil, even though he's done great, if he didn't like think he's all that. You know what I'm saying? I hear so, you. So, uh, that's where kind of there's like a mix up with international break and back to club football. So I think a lot, a lot of it has to do with the media and a lot of it has to do with like the player's mentality. All right. My number two reason why I absolutely abhor the international break injuries. Mm-hmm. 
Injuries happen. Yes, yeah. we know. But when it happens to your star player or a pivotal player in your team while he's playing for international, if he's playing a, a friendly against Gilbertar, God knows what <laughs> country, or even the USA, because God knows the USA is just trash these days. <laughs> It, 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 it just it just brings us cloud of depression. Cue in the song, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. <laughs> Number three, why I absolutely detest it. It ruins the chemistry of the team. A team could be on such good form, mm-hmm. they're fi- or coming, they could be coming from a string of bad results, they're finally getting their stride and everything. On an international at, break. An international break. So all the progress is undone. Yeah. That also has to do with the coaching staff and you know the coach coach's ability when he, when he brings them back from international break True. how well he could regroup them so you could have somebody like you know pochettino for example and all these players play from for england and belgium and all this stuff meanwhile we've been on a pretty good form lately i think like pochettino's that type of coach that like we let's pick up where we left off I hear you know? you. So I hear you. it depends on the coach also True, coaching True. staff is True. important Reason number four, mm-hmm. I think international friendlies are useless. Yes, they're good for experimenting or getting young players in and everything, but I think they're just a big ca- cash grab. The, the, they are a cash grab, but I think that's why they put this whole flip on and created the UEFA Nations yeah, like in, so in good, Europe. They so they can actually pur- uh, have some purpose. Have to purpose and have some competition within the games instead of, you know, just like trying out the young kids and like yeah. you know, rotating the squad and that. But I, it, it just, to me, it just, it's just a waste of time, you know? And it just, it's just, it could, it could cause injuries rather than like having someone heal, uh-huh. a player heal for a few days. Yeah. Have them remain healthy mm-hmm. like, rather than doing the, uh, the international break. Um, number five, why I hate the international uh, break. They don't broadcast them as much. Yeah. You kind of have to have like, be in sport plus plus and NBC gold and silver and bronze and yeah all, all these crap. all these yeah I mean if you have like one of those Egyptian hot if you're an Egypt you have one of those like hot boxes where you can watch <laughs> all these channels and yeah I guess you're in luck but I mean do I really want to like like try to get my grandma to move from watching her soap operas in Egypt no. like if I was like, try to try watch a soccer game yeah, don't good luck dis- ex- don't disturb grandma yeah, don't, good luck explaining that yeah yeah but yeah those completely random a little bit of fun but those are the five reasons. Mm-hmm. I'll be silly. Those are the five reasons why I absolutely hate, hate the international what was, break. What was your number four one again? International friendlies are useless. Oh, useless. Okay, I commented on that. I yeah. was going to say something else, but that's right. so good. But in other news, mm-hmm. so we have a lot of manager news to catch up upon. Yeah. Santiago Solari is now official. For Real Madrid. Yes, sir. <sighs> After a string of good results, they I guess Florentino Perez is like, okay, let's go with let's, this guy. Let's sign him up. Yeah. Unexpected and, you know. With a club like Real Madrid, I feel like because they're so huge and because of how much money they have, they kind of need some sort of like unexpected stuff to happen to them just because they're that big of a club. Yes. Uh, you know, they can't have everything, you know, pinpoint down to the detail because of how much is going on. So some ex- unexpected stuff like Solari coming in, trying to be caretaker manager for Lopetegui, who did absolutely nothing. Might work actually work out for them. So It might work out like Zidane. Like, I remember when Zidane came, replaced Rafa a few years ago. Yeah. Everyone was butchering the idea. Yeah, like Zidane's not going to do this. Yeah. He's only supposed to be a player. And he, actually, and he had a poor record when he was in charge of Castilla. Yeah, yeah. He had a poor record at Castilla. So they're like, oh, he's going to fail. He's going to fail. And what he happened? Got him he, a couple of Champions Leagues. Yep. He left on a high note. Yeah. He left on a high note from Madrid. Another another big uh, big name coach. Dilly Dong, Dilly Dong, he's back. Yes. Claudio Ranieri, back at Fulham Football Club. 
Yes. And I think this is a perfect perfect signing for Fulham. Oh, my God. I am so happy. Because Fulham have that, like, Leicester-esque uh, feel to them where they're just, like, the underdogs and they didn't spend all this money in the transfer window in the yeah. summer. And, like, what a guy to bring in just to motivate. Put, like, put the, all the pieces together. In the Here's program. the thing with Ranieri. Amazing scout. Mm-hmm. And even better, horrible tactician. Yeah. But an even better motivator. Yeah. And like, that, that that's the difference. That's the, I think that's what Fulham need. Fulham need a tactician, uh, uh, someone who could lift their spirits. Exactly. They don't need a tactician right now. No. So th- what a perfect signing. Uh, this you, he's one of those guys in sports that you just can't hate, no matter how. Yeah. How like he's just a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I can't be any happier. For Ranieri. I mean, he was the one who got us Drogba. Yeah. He was the one who got Chelsea Czech. He was the one who identified Robin as the next transfer more. He was the one, he was instrumental in bringing Lampard in. Yep. So, like, as a Chelsea fan, like, I'm forever indebted to Claudio Ranieri. And I can, yeah, he's a good coach. And I will always root for him, unless he plays Chelsea, of course. But yeah. I will, <laughs> I will always root for him. I, I think, uh, Ranieri, like I said, is, is great for this position, but I kind of feel for, the the previous manager because he's the one that did all that hard work yes. by bringing all the players in and got them to the Premier League and then just because he had a few like like what was it 10, 12 games in now yeah like man it's maybe, just not working out Oh, man I, I kind of feel for him because they I wish they gave him a little bit more time yeah I mean but it is the Premier League and Fulham you know have some good history in the Premier League so I guess they wanted to maintain their and status the money, in there the money they invested and too. the money they invested so like they couldn't like you know. Feelings aside, they couldn't take any gambles. Exactly. Uh, so the, I, I, you know, the irony of it is, is that Fulham's coach, who they just sacked, mm-hmm. forgot his name. I can't even think of it right now. Is like so, Slakov, something so, so, like that. Yeah, <laughs> he was actually Ranieri's first signing at Chelsea. Though him as a player. Yep. Wow. Irony. The irony. The irony. But yeah, so those are the the big uh, managerial changes. Let's mm-hmm. talk transfers. So potential transfer rumors. These are all. Still rumors mm-hmm. through various news sources in Europe. Yep. The first one I want to touch up upon is the most surprising. All Black wants to leave Atleti. That's huge because I think he was uh, he had the most like clean sheets in 2018 or yeah. some crazy stat like that. Um, and he's a phenomenal keeper because not only has he had success with Atletico, if he goes to an even bigger team. He, he might elevate that team to, like, you know, Champions League status. Exactly, exactly. So where do you think he might go? I, if I were to predict, I, I, the top two, mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. Bayern or Juve. Those are good shots. Maybe even our Arsenal. Bayern, Manuel Neuer, ever since he broke his foot, he's not the same keeper. Yeah. He, so, something is up. and I, He just needs even more time to rest. If, but but will, will, like, somebody like Neuer then – Say, oh, if you guys are going to replace me, then I'm out. You think Neuer would do something like that? I, mean, I don't think I, he. I don't think he'd do anything like that. I, I mean, think I think he will because he's like a big ego type keeper. Like he, he was, he was w- number one for a while. Yeah, and for him to like now maybe being somebody else coming in for him, he's going to be like, why am I even here? I'm not going to play number two to this kid. Yeah. So he might be he, if if Oblak goes to Bayern, I can see Neuer leaving. I can see Neuer leaving. Yeah, too. I, I mean, I know he's German and likes you know to be home and stuff, but. It's what's best for his career. Yeah, true, true. So Juve is another good shout because you know, good Chesney's a great keeper and all, but and Perrin also is a great keeper. But they're not world class keepers. They're not world class. And Juve is a world. world. Juve is, is a world class club. Yep. 
with that Ronaldo signing is a statement of intent. Exactly. They want now. They want world class players. Yeah. They want to be the. the, the it's get, getting to the Champions League mm-hmm. and winning Serie A is not good enough for them. They want to win the Champions League. Yeah. And with that signing of Ronaldo, it's a statement of intent, and I think they're still going to make. My opinion, I I, I still think they're going to make marquee signings, yeah. even with or without Marota, who we're going to get to in a little bit. Yes. Uh, I, I think he, I think Oblak would be a good fit in there because you know they have they already have a solid defense and he would yeah. just slot right in there. But then that would probably mean that like Chesney or Perrin go to a different club also. Yes, and Arsenal also would be a good fit for Oblak not only because Arsenal are in the middle of their you know remodeling and stuff. Leno they did just buy and you know checks getting up there in age, but I feel like Oblak would be a good signing for them. Um, just to give them more like solidity in the back. Yes, they, they I can feel be, like they, that's what they're what they're missing. Like their midfield is now good, their attack is now good, but like there's still uh, you know something missing. And I think All Black will might do it for them. All right. And go, go Spurs, fuck Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Next uh, transfer, well, transfer slash contract rumors that Angolo Kante is finally signing a new contract. You better uh, just, you better lock that boy up. Yeah, lock that boy up for another six, ten years. God, yeah. pay the man whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> exactly. Uh, to the tune of two hundred. Before he goes to like PSG or yeah, some shit. To the tune of two hundred and ninety thousand a week. Damn, that's some good ass money, boy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what do I have to do to make that kind of money a week? God yeah. damn it. <laughs> we gotta transform our bodies and uh, become soccer players. But yeah, we're not too even late. soccer players. It's too late for that. Yeah, we're too old. Maybe golf or some shit. Seriously. <laughs> Um, Levan Kurzawa, Levan Kurzawa to Spurs because I think I think the thing with that is Ben Davies is good and he's a good squad player and he's consistent. Danny Rose, on the other hand, he was great in like 2015 and then it just kind of started going downhill. I think the club is losing faith in him that like he's like injury prone and not performing to the best of his abilities. So I could see Danny Rose moving and we getting Kurzawa instead. How I feel about that, I mean, Korzawa, we always have this strange business with PSG, like yeah. all their all their players that like, you know, fall out of place over there come to us, like Lucas Mora and Serge Aurier. Hell, I'll even take Julian Drexler at this point. But um, we'll see. He's a solid left back. He just got to get used to the Premier League, just like Aurier did. And he's finally, Aurier's finally like, you know, uh, being solid and consistent in the Premier League. So... I'll take Grizzle at this point. I'll take him in January. And more Spurs news. Uh, according to Gazella, Gazella, whatever the, the Italian, Italian. <laughs> the Italian newspaper Gazella, sue me. Jan Bertonian <laughs> is set to let his contract expire, so he could go to in, uh, to leave on a free transfer, and Inter are the front runners. I hope not, man. Vertonghen is like the spine of our defense, so. I, we, we he's been out injured for the past couple of weeks and it's kind of shown but you know luckily people like Juan Foyth have been stepped up and played well the past couple of games we'll talk about him in a little bit um but I hope Fertongan doesn't leave I know he's on he's like 31 but I'll take him for another three solid years until we find a replacement unless you tell me like somebody like Dilit from Ajax like a young prospect is going to come in and Pochettino is going to transform him into a Vertongan like player fine I'll, I'll I'll take a replacement, but not yet. All right, all right. And more transfer news: Milan, uh, AC Milan crisis injury injury crisis. Uh-huh. Uh they're set. They are try. They they have signed, allegedly signed Ibrahimovic mm-hmm. on a six month contract to the tune of two point three million dollars. 
Jesus. With a year extension option, depending on performances. They're just waiting on, uh, what's his name? Who is the... LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy to finalize the deal. And mm -hmm. I forgot the LA uh, AC Milan sporting director mm -hmm. to also help finalize the deal. And also in more Milan news, because of their midfield crisis, uh, it's been announced that... Uh, Who's their midfield? Uh, number five in the, uh, Milan, if has his name. Bonaventura. Bonaventura is out for seven months with an injury. Mm -hmm. He has to go for surgery. They're thinking about signing Cesc Fabregas on loan from Chelsea. I say, hell nah. <laughs> we need someone to play that Jorginho role. And Cesc has slotted in perfectly uh -huh. during those times in the cup games and everything. Mm -hmm. He still needs a little more work. He needs to stop doing the sideways passes. Yeah. Pass more forward. And, and, and not lob the ball as much. Diego mm -hmm. Costa's not on the team anymore. So yeah. they, there's no wavelength. Exactly. But we need Cesc to fill it, to deputize to Jorginho. I do not want him to go to go to uh, unless yeah unless your guy Chelsea's planning on recalling Mason Mount from Derby County and having him play second fiddle to Jorginho. Yeah, then I'm okay with it. But I, no, we are not getting rid of Fabregas. Plus, he's people say that Fabregas isn't a leader in the locker room. Mm -hmm. He's too much of a clown. I think he's matured over the past few years. Yeah, and he's. He's he's grown to be one of the leaders of the Chelsea locker room, like oh, one, of, one of the I old guards. Definitely see that because yeah. he's been around for a while. Yeah. at Arsenal and even his stint at Barca. So, um, but interesting news for AC Milan: they could get Ibrahimovic back and possible like you know solidity in their midfield. And I'm glad that you know they got a good couple of results in the past couple of weeks because now they're you know there was whole rumors that Gattuso is going to get sacked and all this stuff, but. Gattuso looks like he's staying put. I want I want Gattuso to stay. I'm rooting for Gattuso. I man. want I want Gattuso to stay too. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> Gattuso, man, what a player he was. Oh, what a you know, I was reading Andrea Pirlo's book mm -hmm. and they used to fuck with Gattuso. I'm sure. They bad. Yeah. Like they one time, like I was reading in his in his bio in his biography, like mm -hmm. they, they just messed with his bed as as his dude was taking a shower. He comes back from the shower and he's flipping out. Oh god. And like they're all just laughing in front of his face, like, and he's not doing anything about it. Like he, he's powerless to stop them. And it's and, and it's funny because he's the complete opposite person on the pitch. Like, oh yeah, he, he'll get pitch. in your face and yeah. cause chaos. Yeah. But the another funny thing with Gattuso is actually uh, a couple of years back when actually Egypt played Italy. I don't know if you ever saw the clip. I think it was uh, Mohamed Abutreka going going in for like a tackle with Gattuso, and they ended up just getting like yes. tumbled with each other. And Gattuso Gattuso's like soccer shorts. Soccer yep. just went flying down and his undies showed. Yep, it was tight. hilarious. And it's he's tight. like, oh shit. It was pretty <laughs> funny. And more transfer. Well, this is not it's, it is transfer news because mm -hmm. it, it, it'll affect future transfers. Yeah. Giuseppe Marotta. From the, Juve to Inter. The man who rebuilt Juventus. My rebuild Inter. Well, well, Inter's a Inter's might, really might solidify. solidify Inter. Yeah, I take that back. So this is a I mean, when he when he first left Juve. Everyone was thinking he's going to go to the national team. He's going to go to the national team. He's going to go to the national team. Yeah. But, man, what a block. Juve, you guys messed up, man. They did. Yeah, you guys shot yourselves in the foot. Now, like, the I think I feel like the Ronaldo transfer, mm -hmm. once, it, it created a domino effect. Yeah. It caused Serie A teams to wake up. Exactly. Like, mm -hmm. oh, shit. We know, they bought in the superstar. We need to get our shit together. We need to get every, like, it, it, And you know what? It was perfect because mm -hmm. now Syria is going to be interesting to watch again. Yep. So it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And now, in complete random news, mm -hmm. football's favorite villain, the man everyone loves to hate, Marwan Fellaini, 
finally cut off that disgusting dew. <laughs> he got a haircut finally, right? Thank you, God. He looks like an actual human being, for God's sake. I didn't recognize him in the picture, actually. And it was funny about that, actually. they uh, He posted a picture saying, uh, oh, I finally got a haircut. Here's to uh, my early uh, – here's to my birthday present, which is tomorrow. Yeah. And I think he posted the picture on, like, November 14th, and he's saying that his birthday is on the 15th. Meanwhile, according to Wikipedia, I mean, I know Wikipedia can be edited and stuff. His birthday was like November 20-something. Yeah. So I don't know if Fellaini's haircut did something to his brain and forgot his own birthday, but it was <laughs> he's uh, he's an interesting character. He's also annoying. I hate him. Yeah. Um, what else do we got? We still got a lot to talk about. Uh, let's talk about the international break, uh, the fallouts from it. Uh, one of the main things that happened is that from the – well, for us, it's relevant to us. Egypt made – Made uh, the African Cup of Nations. They qualified. Yep. Late yeah. Mohamed Salah winner. Against Tunisia. It was actually a good goal. 1-2, like at the edge of the box, and he just kind of lifted it over the keeper. It was a great goal. It was a great goal. It was a great goal. But speaking of the African Cup of Nations, I think it starts in January. It, it does January, start in January. January 2019. Which means? Liverpool is going down the drain. Screwed. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you, God. Salah and Mane off the team for a good month. And uh, Joel Matip. Andrew Matip, yeah, he doesn't play often, but Salah and Mane off the team. Holy shit, who's going to – I know Shakiri can slot in, but <sighs> – Overrated guy, Shakiri. Nah, he's a good player. He's Overrated. A good player. He's good, he's good. Overrated, man. Um, But, yeah, I, I could definitely see, like, the top two African teams making the final, which, in my opinion, are, are going to be Egypt in the final and maybe a team like Senegal. So, Salah versus Mane in the Africa Cup of Nations final, which is not good for Liverpool because they want, probably want him to get kicked out in the group stage so they can come back. <laughs> um, but, yeah, good news for Egypt. I fully expected them to qualify no, with no problems. Here's the thing, though, about getting Africa Cup of Nations. We always blow it. I mean... We came close last time. We came to the, we went to the final, and we should have won, and, and it was just like a terrible second half that lost us the game. Uh, yeah, so, well, with Cooper Cooper gone and this new coach with all his attacking... Javier Aguirre with more, much more attacking prowess. Yeah, so you know what? Believe in the Mexican, man. Believe, believe in, in the Mexican. <laughs> I think we'll do good. I hope so, man. I can't take another year of disappointment in sports. Yeah, especially like, after that World like Cup they, performance. Like, Don't get me wrong. Chelsea's doing good on all, but I can only expect so much out of them. Yeah, the Mets suck. <laughs> all right, we, we, I don't know what's going on anymore. We're, we're about to get Ari Gold, an Ari Gold wannabe, to be our GM. <laughs> this, uh, this is not only Pharaoh's halftime; it's Pharaoh's touch zone. It's Pharaoh's uh, dunk contest. Yeah. It's Pharaoh's everything. The, the, the Giants. Don't get me wrong; we were tanking this season, mm -hmm. and then we were going to get a draft pick. That Oregon cube, the QB from Oregon. I forgot his name. He was looking delicious. <laughs> I would love to get him to replace Eli, but now we're winning again. I don't even know what we're gonna do. So it's like it's like um, just sports this year sucks. I can't take another year of disappointment. I can't do it. Twenty nineteen is around the corner, man. God, God, stay optimistic. Yeah. What else we got? We got so international fallout. Mm -hmm. What are some of the games uh, that we we saw? We saw Netherlands tying up two two with Germany, and that was a disappointment as far as the Germans because they were winning two zero and they finally had some momentum going and. Last five minutes, they blew it. Quincy Promise and 85th minute equalizer, which was a good goal, actually. And Virgil van Dijk out of nowhere, tying it up in the 90th. So props to Netherlands for, you know, their whole rebuilding process also. And Germany's got some stuff to do because now they're relegated, apparently. And yeah, they're relegated. Na League Nations B or something like that. I don't yeah. know how it works. I got to look into that. Yeah, we got to look at this. It's confusing. It is confusing. Yeah. Because there's like 
Group A, F, and Group A, C, and all the Croatia stuff. got relegated too. Yeah, so, and they were doing good. They won a few days. A few days. It's just. It's. I don't get the point system. It's, yeah. it's a bit odd. Yeah. Um, Belgium lost five two to Switzerland of all teams. Dude, that game was crazy because Thorgan Hazard, uh, not Eden. He scored two goals like early for them. It was in the first 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, cool. Belgium are cruising. No problems. They should win this game easy. And out of nowhere, Belgium end up losing 5-2 to Switzerland with a Seferovic hat trick. And oh, it was crazy how they came back. It was They turned around 3-2 uh, before halftime, actually. Did they really? Yeah, it was 3-2 before halftime, at the, at the half. I'm just happy Thibaut Courtois let in five goals. Yeah. How was the transfer to Real Madrid tra- doing that for you? You're having a, He's having a nightmare year. Yeah. Honestly, I cannot be more satisfied with how <laughs> everything turned out. Kepa Arisa Balaga. Yeah. Finally started for Spain. Allegedly, people to a macro poll showed that more people... We'd rather either Iker Casillas mm-hmm. or Kepa, give Kepa Ariza Balaga a chance uh-huh. rather than start David De Gea. Wow. I mean, David De Gea, you know, Manchester United has, haven't been doing that hot this year, but still got to give the guy credit. He's still one of the best in the world. The, the, allegedly, for his performances for Spain say otherwise. So, I mean, uh, I mean Kepa was good when he started. Mm. He, he obviously got stopped at halftime. Yeah. But, I mean, everything is going up Chelsea's way. Yeah. I hope. Fingers crossed. But I feel like w- w- no no other players in the world besides maybe like Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo, Salah even. Like mm-hmm. those like select few can be like consistent with their clubs and international team. It's very hard for like everybody to be consistent, you know? Yeah. So I could I could see only like a handful of players being consistent. So I'll, I'm, I'll let the David De Gea slip up slide, you know? All right. Any more notable international games? I mean, Italy are... finally won. Oh yeah, they they beat the they beat the good old US of A yesterday. Yeah, in the 90th minute with uh, my fa- my favorite na- my favorite Italian name Matteo Politano scored the 90th minute winner against them. It was a good goal. It was like a nice passing move, and he just slaughtered it. They, they've been playing. They've been playing. They've been playing great football. They, just like they, they just they're need... missing that final kick into the net. Exactly. They... Uh, I don't know what they could change though, because like. Bring they, in Balotelli. Bring him. Bring in Balotelli. I don't know why he's not playing Belotti. Belotti's pretty. Belotti, yeah, the, he's a pretty proven goal goal scorer in Italy, and I don't. Th- I just don't think. I don't think Mancini likes him. Yeah, I don't think Mancini likes him, and he starts Immobile, which is you know Immobile's an insane striker. But I feel like maybe they should go with two up top. Maybe even start Insigne and Immobile, like as a partnership, change it up a little. Maybe. But I think he likes his 4-3-3 formation with the wingers. Yeah. But, you know. He likes Jorginho in that pivot with uh, Verratti and... And, uh, and Barella. And Barella. Who's also actually uh, linked to Spurs. He's like 20 or 21 years old. Cagliari. Yeah. Like, perfect. Oh, Bring him on. <laughs> more... I forgot to add his ultra transfer news. This is really big. Mm-hmm. Christian Pulisic definitely wants to leave Dortmund. He stalled on a contract. Yeah. Liverpool or Chelsea. Yep. Man, what a what a decision! I think he's gonna go to Chelsea. Actually, I would be over the moon. Why? We need to get real William. Why? Because exactly that reason. He's gonna look at Liverpool and be like, "Wow, what a club!" But I have, I'm gonna be playing behind Salah and Shakiri in the pecking order. Exactly. Chelsea. Pedro's not that. Pe- Pedro's good, but Pedro's like, better than William because Pedro's <laughs> more of a team player. Uh-huh. Pedro knows when to pass the ball or yeah. when to shoot. He doesn't go for that extra dribble or try to do so. Yes, we all love some Brazilian flair and magic every once in a while. Uh-huh. But when it's necessary, 
William done it, does it when it's not necessary. When we're 88 minutes in and we need a goal to help us, there's no time for some Brazilian magic. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Just pass straight. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I think he's going to look at the options and, and pick Chelsea only because he's going to say, okay, uh, maybe I won't start every game the first year, but I'm definitely going to be the main guy on that right wing exactly. for, for the years to come. So, man, what a signing that would be. Pulisic to Chelsea. Shit. Why don't you come to Spurs, mate? <laughs> you have enough wingers. We do, yeah. We need to, We just need midfield. We yeah, need you need midfield. You guys lose Dembele. You guys might lose yeah. Wanyama. What the hell is going yeah, on? We are midfield. And we have Eric Dyer. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, we we pretty much... There was nothing else that, that really happened in the international break. K, England beat Croatia 2-1 with, with Kane scoring like yeah. a, a late winner at Wembley, which was nice. Um, Wayne Rooney retired. Wayne Rooney Inter- retired, which was a nice, n- nice uh, how they how they sent them off. Yeah, very nice and receptive at Wembley. Um, that's really it. It wasn't a, like a fantastic international break. There wasn't really much that happened or anything notable besides that five two win by Switzerland. Yeah, that was really it. Nothing and, crazy. Yeah, and that's why you you don't like international break. International break. Uh, so uh, one thing that. A bit of bad news for our PSG fans. Mm-hmm. Neymar and Mbappe got injured. See, I told you why international breaks suck. Star players get injured, they're fucked. Dude, they both got subbed off in the first half and they play Liverpool in like a week's time. Good luck to PSG. And it's in and it's in France. So and it's a huge game because I that think, group is so tight. I think Drexler and Di Maria could definitely they're not gonna be the best they have they they still play they still play they play in the in in league a lot because like like what competition is is in league one right so um i don't know i I keep saying league one league i don't know what the hell it is whatever league on it's technically league on because it's in french um but yeah i can see the maria and uh draxler like sliding in um but to lose neymar and mbappe man what it's like losing mana and salah yeah, crazy. Or William and ha- uh, William Pedro and Hazard. Yeah, the, you need three players. <laughs> you need three players, man. Oh, uh, man. It, 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 it infuriates me with the whole like winger situation because now Callum Hudson Odoi, mm-hmm. who was like hyped up this season, is now going on loan uh, to allegedly Aston Villa mm-hmm. because now because John Terry is a stink coach over there, so he's gonna help him out. Yeah, he's gonna help him out, which I'm happy about. Yeah, that's good. Uh, got like Frank Lampard at w- now. We got farm clubs. Chelsea yeah. got farm. We don't have to send him to Vitesse anymore. I'm actually happy about that. There you go. <laughs> so Derby and uh, Aston Villa. Yeah, keep him in England. Exactly. Um, let's preview. So let's actually recap on the Premier League. What match day twelve. In- match day twelve. So what's no- some notable notable results? That Chelsea happened? Everton. That was what my predictions were all off. Uh-huh. I said it either be a 1-0 or a, 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 like stellar... a 7-1 for Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, because those games always go. It was a 0-0. Well, but, man, that was one of the most annoying games to ever watch. Uh-huh. Antonio Rudiger flat out said that VAR was needed for this one. Uh-huh. And it's just... It was just like watching someone park the bus for twice for eight, ninety minutes. I just wanted to actually scream at the TV and just... Yep. I It was... It was annoying. It was not a fun match to watch. No. 
Um, and speaking of actually VAR, they're coming to the Premier League. Yes, they finally, they finally announced VAR, so that'll be here next year. Yep. Long overdue because every other league is doing it in the world. Yeah, and it's needed. It's fair. I mean, they still need to clarify a few things here and there, but I'm sure they'll get it by next year yeah. when they start. Yeah, but one thing I was hoping for for this Chelsea-Everton game was mm. that John Cena, they could. I was hoping they couldn't see him. Uh, but he just couldn't see himself and didn't Yeah, he couldn't see himself. <laughs> Oh God! Look, look. And Morata was back to his old self. Yeah, you know, just fumbling all over the place, being a pretty boy crybaby. <laughs> Sorry, he could he could afford being a pretty boy with his wife. I don't want him to be <laughs> not you on the pitch. <laughs> not on the pitch. Be that Diego Costa. That's the. I hate that Diego Costa fell out with Conte last season because when we signed Morata, I was hoping they're gonna let bygones be bygones. Yeah. And we'd have a strike partnership. Oh, man. Like, I been... was licking my lips. That would have been nice. Oh, my God. And, yeah, you know. And, and that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, another... Sad Zach, he's sad. Yep. Another uh, another thing that happened was Spurs picked up uh, three vital points away at Crystal Palace. And that game has been, like, 1-0 to Tottenham for the past, like, three <laughs> or four seasons. Yeah. Home and away. It's crazy. Uh, and a funny story about that, it was uh, Juan Foyt who actually scored the winner. And that was his second Premier League game. And on the first game, first Premier League game, he, he gave he gave away the two penalties that would have made Wolves come back uh, and, you know, made, made Wolves come back in that game. But this time he scored the winner for them and kept a clean sheet. And he got man of the match. So what a turn of events for the young guy. He's like 20 years old. Uh, That'll do worlds to his confidence. I'm yeah. sure. Pochettino, he's very good with young talent. Yeah. So. And I think he went on international break and he got man of the match also. And he like busted his eye and stuff. Like, man, this is a 20 year old kid from like Estudiantes or whatever the hell we bought him from. He's actually living up to the hype. Oh. Speaking of international break, let's go back. Let's rewind it a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. Finally, mm-hmm. your boy, he finally scored for Argentina. Mauro Icardi. Finally, huh? Finally. Paulo Dybala also finally scored recently. Yep. Future, for, future for Ars, uh, Argentina. Arsenal, what was I saying? <laughs> future Argentina for Argentina. is looking bright. And Moise Keane started for, uh, something for Italy uh, yesterday. Yeah. So, Remember I told you about Moise Keane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other people would not... A few, a few people we know that don't like Moise Keane very much. They'll be uh, on the podcast soon. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, but, else, what else happened? Arsenal versus Wolves. They tied 1-1. That was a, that's a great result. Wolves, for Wolves. You know what, Wolves, you're the real MVP. We need you guys to keep these Arsenal in check. Yeah, you guys did. You guys did it. Round of applause for you round guys. Round of applause. And round of applause also for Man City, man. They took no, it away. they took it away. They they stole the show, bro. They did. But I wanted them to draw. I wanted them to draw. Yeah, but like you know, props to the performance. Yeah, no, it but was a great like, performance. Man City, man, who the hell is gonna stop them? Who's gonna stop them? They already beat Tottenham. They, 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 they tied with Liverpool. They beat Manchester United. Have they played Chelsea? No, not yet. They haven't played Chelsea, man. That's the game. That's going to be the game, man. That's going to yeah. be the decider. Kevin, I mean, even without Kevin De Bruyne, <sighs> who's like a pivotal part of their midfield. They don't need him anymore, technically. They, they have don't. Bernardo Silva. They have David Silva. They have Fernandinho. They have Gundogan. I think, I think Kevin De Bruyne is the heir to David Silva. Yeah, 100%. He's David Silva, maybe we'll get another like two years out they're of gonna him. Give him the, they're going to give him two years. I can see David Silva transitioning to be one of Pep's backroom staff. He just has like... No, not even. He's not even that like... Old to retire. He's like 31, 32. No, I mean like in the future. Yeah, in the future. In the future, future yeah, like maybe so. in like two years, he could be like, all right, I'm done with Man City. I'm going back to Valencia where he's he the could, yes, started. Like Jesus, like, like Jesus Navas went back to uh, Sevilla. Sevilla, yes. And like uh, Santi Cazorla went back to Villarreal. Yeah. Something like that. I could see that happening. Yes. Um, Liverpool, 
won two zero against Fulham at home. No big, no big surprise. Watford and Southampton, they drew a lot of draws. Yeah, a lot of draws. Like Newcastle, Bournemouth. Newcastle beat second win in uh, second win in two game weeks. Yeah, Rafa Benitez finally getting them some points, and Bournemouth. I don't know, you know, they've been on a good form, and they they beat them at home. Yep. So I mean, a lot of draws though. Yeah, a lot of the draws. Board. It wasn't the most entertaining match day. No, not at all. I think the the let, let's preview the match day thirteen since we're at it. Why not? West Ham, Man City. Man City. Yeah, probably. Man City's going to win. Unless, unless like, Arnautovic comes out with, like, the, a hat trick or some crazy shit. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Leicester, Brighton. I think uh, Leicester's going to win. Yeah, Brighton's good at home, so that should be a close game. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be like a 2-1 game for me. Yeah. Man United, Crystal Palace at, at, at Old Trafford. I think... What Crystal Roy- Palace, 5-0. In in, 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 in an ideal world, yes. But I think what Roy Hodgson is going to do, he's going to like park the bus. Park the bus and make it very difficult. It is going to be very difficult for Man United, but like I could could only see it being a a 0-0. Yeah. If uh, that's the only result Crystal Palace can get because they haven't been scoring much, especially without Zaha. Mm -hmm. Um, So if Man United score first, then they're going to win. I don't see them coming back. Liverpool-Watford. I could see it being a high-scoring game. Yeah, I could see it, but Liverpool should... Liverpool should win. Should win, yeah. But I could see Watford getting two or three past Liverpool. Yeah, Fulham, Southampton, Ranieri's first game in charge. Good, nice home game to start off. Uh, that should also be close because I Southampton could, is yeah. You know, also I, I expect a draw out of that game. I expect a draw, maybe like a one-one. Just because I don't expect Ranieri to win his first game, he's no. still getting to know the players. Cause mm-hmm. They're all coming back from international break. Some of them are coming back from international break, mm-hmm. and some of them are just getting used to his system and everything. Um, Bournemouth Arsenal, that's going to be a good game actually. Yeah, Bour- Eddie Howe's men are so- at home too. Yeah, they're usually defensive, have some de- defensive solidity. Yep, and they're usually very very strong at the back. Mm-hmm. Wolves Huddersfield. That's also like, you know. I think the Wolves are going to take Wolves it. Wolves should take it at home. Burnley, Newcastle. Yeah. That's also, you know, could go either way. And then the big game, the highlight of the week. Tottenham versus Chelsea. Yeah. This is what, the, we knew this uh, this point at the podcast would come sometime, right? Yeah. It's like it's like in the movies when they point out the guns, like. Yep. Ah. I'm down to watch that together, by the way. 12.30 uh, on Saturday. I'm down. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything either. Should be down. And. I'm just uh, just like our good friend Paul Heyman would say, this is not uh, factual. This is a spoiler. Tottenham are going to hand Chelsea the first L of the season. It's a spoiler. You heard it here first. I think it's going to be a draw. Nah. Uh, the, the only way I, th- I see it being a draw is if Tottenham don't score first. If Tottenham don't score first, then Chelsea can are going to score first, obviously. And either win the game or Tottenham is going to come back and tie it. But if Tottenham score first, we have it. No, I don't think so. I think, uh, but whoever scores first in this game is It's crucial. at Wembley this game, right? It's at Wembley, yeah. yeah. But I think whoever scores first is crucial to see who's going to win. Yeah. I uh, I think if Tottenham win for, score first, they'll score maybe like a second. And then like Chelsea will come back with like a 2-1 and that'll be it. But if not, then if Chelsea score one early, then like Tottenham could come back and be like a 1-1. I think it'll be a 2-2. That'll be it. It's gonna be a good game, regardless. That's the that's I'm the match you, of the week. I'm calling you. We're gonna see one of those delicious magical free kicks from my boy, my boy. He's in my fave five, Marcus Alonso. Yeah, I think he he scored both goals actually at Wembley last year when yep. we played, and you guys beat us two one. But that's not gonna happen again. We we'll learned see. from we learned from our lessons. We'll see. We'll see. Tottenham two one. You heard if you're here first. All right. Let's see. Two two for me. 
Yo, there's some breaking news that just happened. Guess what? The three finalists for the Ballon d'Or have been leaked, and there is no Messi and there's no Ronaldo. Can you believe it? You get the hell out of here, dude. I'm being serious. No Messi, no, go, no Ronaldo. I, I go to the bathroom for like uh, five, ten minutes. First time in like a decade where Messi and Ronaldo aren't gonna win it. Thank God. But guess who the three finalists are? Big surprises. Obviously, Luka Modric because we expected him. Yeah. But Antoine Griezmann. Okay, that's that's understandable. That's understandable. And Rafael Varane. First time a defender's been in there in a in so the final since, three in a while. Since, con- since well, I'm sure there's been a finalist in there. But first, if he wins it, first defender since Cannavaro. Well, we all thought people thought Neuer was going to win it after this World Cup too. Yeah. But yo, I'm actually really happy about that. No Messi, no Ronaldo. That's freaking crazy, man. I'm actually happy about that now. No Messi, no Ronaldo. We uh-huh. can act- it's actually fresh again. Yeah. We can, we can actually care about the Ballon d'Or again. And it's, I mean, I'm hoping Modric wins it. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he will. And, you know, coming from such a small town that he came from and, you know, all the. The shepherd. Yeah. The boy who was a shepherd, who was a goat herder, could become the best player in the world. Wow. Ain't that something. Ain't that something. I mean, it, I think it's going to go, it, it could go to anyone at this point because you have. Varane, who won the World Cup and, and the, the Champions, Champions League. League. You have Modric, who, who is a World Cup finalist. With best player, uh, best UEFA best men's player. Yep, and won the Champions League also. And you have Griezmann, who won the World Cup and the Europa League. But he's been consistent year after year after year. Yeah, man. So it's really anyone's game at this point. Yeah. I think they might give it to Modric, just because they gave him UEFA the best award. But you never know, since there's no Messi or no, no Ronaldo, which was such a shock to me. It's anyone's game. Somewhere, Ronaldo is fuming right now. Fuming is an understatement, bro. He's yeah. probably going crazy. He can cry. He'll he'll live. He'll live. He has a hot hot ass wife. Yeah, He's twenty two years old, <laughs> banging as hell. And then you have what's it called? He has all the money to cry to. Yeah, he'll live. Messi, on the other hand, I doubt he cares at this point. He's like probably not. I mean, I'm sure it stings a little, but like. He's, all all he wants to do is bring the Champions League back to the Camp Nou. Exactly. That's and, all he and cares once about. he once he does that, like he's chilling. Yeah, he he don't care. He, he doesn't have to prove that he's the best. He exactly. is the best. He is the I best. think he's the best player to ever play football. But, exactly. Um. But yeah, man, crazy. It could go. It could go to anybody. Um. We talked about it a lot, man. Yeah, we did. Uh, I wanted to mention about the Copa Libertadores. Yeah, the Copa Libertadores. Uh, there's the it's the final game of the Copa Libertadores against uh, River Plate and Boca Juniors. Uh, they already played their first leg, which was uh, at Boca Juniors, and it was a two-two uh, tie, which was a great result actually for River Plate, who are going to play the their home game this coming Saturday. But I'm looking forward to that game because it's like having you know Real Madrid and Barcelona in the Champions League final, just like a crazy rivalry with a crazy atmosphere. And now that it's like so closely contested. It's anybody's game in the second leg. So I really want to watch it and see what happens. And they're going to end up playing uh, teams like Real Madrid and teams like the Club World Cup. The Club World Cup coming up. So I know the Club World Cup is like, you know, not taken very seriously because it's still like kind of like what, five, six, seven years in. Yeah. Um, But I I think if they take the Club World Cup more seriously, like I think uh, a team like. I want the underdogs to win it. I don't want like Real Madrid to win it. Yeah, again. they've won it like the and past three that, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they patch. get that stupid like crest in the middle of their yeah. jersey that they want it. Give it to hell. I want a freaking the 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 team that beat Al Ahly this year in the in the African Cup of uh, African Champions League. 
to win it. Yeah. Esperance Tunis or whatever they're they're a Tunisian club. Why not them win the Club World Cup? Yeah. But anyway, we we spoke about the lot this podcast. We want to uh thank you all for continuing uh to listen to us and support us. We're always, you know, looking for your feedback. Um we do want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays uh to you know to all of our listeners. And uh and yeah. Ditto, man. Uh we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, happy holidays. Mm-hmm. The, the holiday season is upcoming. This year flew by fast, man. Flew, bro. Flew crazy. I remember it was uh, like the New Year's Eve of 2017 going into 18. And I'm like, man, I didn't even feel 2017. And 2018 went even quicker. So yeah. crazy. Time's flying. We're getting yeah. old. But uh, but yeah, thanks to all our listeners. We hope to keep you guys listening. Uh, we'll, get, we'll try to get a we'll try to get you one more episode in before yeah. you leave for London. Yep. So we'll hold, look out for that either Tuesday or Wednesday. We're gonna try to get in as soon as possible. Yeah. Preview preview the Champions League, which on a big match day five that's coming up. Uh, to talk about what happened in the match day twelve of Premier League, and and yeah, keep listening, guys. Keep spread right. the word. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting us. We love you. Till next time. Stay blessed, y'all. From Pharaoh's halftime to you. Peace.